The UK left the EU on January 31st, but negotiations on a post-Brexit trade deal have been ongoing for six months without really a clear end in sight. And amid a political turmoil with the added stress of the COVID-19 pandemic, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is now pressing on with a proposed bill that could break international law, according to some, by overriding a key part of the Brexit treaty the UK signed with the European Union. So for uh, further discussion, uh, we are very pleased to be joined by uh, the award-winning historian, Professor Ellen Parr from the School of Social, Global, and Political Studies at Keele University. Hello. Hello. Professor, thank you so much for uh, joining us. I think first, for the benefit of our Korean uh, listeners, could you tell us what exactly the UK government's internal market bill is and why it has proven to be so controversial? Sure. So the internal market bill is aimed to cover the regulations about how the UK will trade with itself once it finishes the um, once it comes out of the EU transition period at the end of this year. So that is to say that the, what the government wanted to do with the bill was to ensure that the sort of the the, the status quo of what it calls seamless trade uh, between the four nations of the of the United Kingdom would continue. Um, so, in effect, it sort of it gives Westminster precedence in some areas over uh, the devolved assemblies um, once the EU regulations cease to take effect at the end of the year. So it has been enormously controversial, mm. and it has been controversial because the government directly said that it would contravene international law in a limited and very specific way. So it contravenes the withdrawal agreement that this government had previously negotiated with the EU. Right. So it's important to note that it was Boris Johnson who, who negotiated this particular withdrawal <laughs> agreement. Um, you know, if you recall, there were three years of negotiations, and eventually it yeah. was Boris Johnson who negotiated this. Um, and it, 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 would, it proposes to override... Uh, parts of the, the, the protocol within the withdrawal, withdrawal agreement that governed trade between Northern Ireland and Great Britain. So what the UK government want to do um, is they want to be able to uh, determine themselves what checks would there, there would be on goods coming from Northern Ireland into Great Britain, mm. and they want to be able to control um, any state subsidies that they give to Northern Irish businesses, and both those things would contravene the provisions of the withdrawal agreement. And it, it as for for outsiders like like me, and you you look at uh, Boris Johnson as a political figure prior to his rise as prime minister. Uh, to us, it seemed like he was largely aligned with UKIP and uh, Nigel Farage and this uh, ongoing uh, Leave movement, which proved to be successful. Now that he is um, the leader of the UK, what what is his overarching strategy then uh, with this uh, so called push for a No Deal Brexit? Well. It's quite hard to say, actually. Um, I think we still don't know whether he actually wants no deal mm. or whether he would pull back from no deal um, at the last moment. So I think you're absolutely right. A large part of the government's negotiating strategy is governed by domestic politics. Um, Johnson was elected to get Brexit done, and he, um, he doesn't want 
you know, he doesn't want to look as though he's deviating from that at all. I think that they're worried that if they appear to be deviating, that something, a kind of a successor to UKIP could spring up. And that could, you know, the, the government has a, a decent majority, but if something like UKIP started to threaten it from the right, then they might be in a little bit more electoral trouble <laughs> uh, further down the line. So domestic politics is really important. But I also think that they... Um, Diplomatically, they want to play hardball with the EU. So it seems to be the case that they believe that what they really need to do in order to get a deal is to make it the case that the EU really believes that, that the UK uh, would walk away. Mm. Um, but obviously, that's quite a high-stakes strategy. And um, I think there's a, you know, there's a very real risk that even if it isn't exactly what the government wants, uh, that they might get no deal by default. Well, uh, let's took, look at both sides here in terms of, you, you mentioned the high-risk strategy, sort of a game of chicken being played. Uh, in terms of the UK, in your view, how much damage has there been, uh, both economically or otherwise, as a result so far of, of Brexit? It's really hard to know, and it's a really good question to ask. Um, you know, just on a day-to-day basis, Brexit has really consumed a lot of bandwidth in, in British politics. I mean, until coronavirus, yeah. it, was, it was the dominant issue. Uh, it was talked about all the time. And it's therefore, it's, it has also created a lot of acrimony and possibly kind of deepened the sense of, of distrust or, or uncertainty. Um, so it, it, it has had an effect. Um, but we still, because we still don't really know what the end game is, mm-hmm. <laughs> we still don't really know how much that damage or what the sort of ultimate consequences are, are, are going to be. Um, you know, some would say that it's going to leave the UK internationally isolated. Um, many would suggest that it might sort of accelerate the, the breakup of, uh, of the UK itself. Um, but the Conservative vision, uh, the government's vision uh, must surely be that it would strength, strengthen the union and centralise the union. Um, uh, and yeah. it would sort of put Britain in a, in therefore put Britain in a kind of in a strengthened position in 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 world affairs. Right, and so that that interpretation would obviously be in dispute from the EU perspective. Then, yeah. uh, as you're saying, uh, they're willing to play hardball here, at least publicly. Uh, recently, told to prepare for indeed a no deal Brexit uh, to avoid this idea of being blackmailed by uh, Johnson and and the UK. If a, a no-deal Brexit was indeed the outcome of this, how, how, how would that be damaging to the EU, particularly like their largest economies, uh, uh, Germany, uh, which uh, you would think would uh, also suffer from this? I know. Um, I think it's, you, you know, EU countries don't want no-deal because it, it would be damaging to EU economies as it presumably will also be to, to the British economy. Um, but I think the EU line is is that their market is bigger, mm. and therefore you know, the damage will be worse for for the UK than it than it will be for the EU. And in a way, I think this question really gets to the heart of perhaps why it's so difficult to 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 to, to negotiate a deal, because you know the individual EU states know that it's bad for trade, but they don't want to compromise the integrity of the single market. And therefore, they don't want to allow the UK to kind of to cherry pick what it wants, because that would, uh, uh, you know, potentially allow other states to start to do so. And that could unravel the whole meaning and purpose of the single yeah. market. And that's what they want to avoid. Um, so, 
you know, if the UK is going to play hardball, uh, the EU probably doesn't have a choice but yeah. to, to respond in kind. Yeah. Um, uh, but behind the scenes, I suspect everyone is trying to get a deal because a, a no deal is, is not in anybody's economic interests. Um, but, you know, as I said, it's possible that because they have this now very, very tight time frame uh, in the yeah, a deal really needs to be completed by the end of October, uh, that they won't be able to do it. Uh, and so you'll end up defaulting to no deal because there isn't another alternative. Uh, we still don't know what's going to happen if, if yeah. it gets to the end of October and it looks like that, that, might, that might come to pass. And just to follow up on what you mentioned about the, uh, the UK itself uh, perhaps in danger of splitting uh, apart, uh, where are we on that in terms of uh, how Scotland feels about the situation? You also mentioned the, the very tenuous situation with Northern Ireland and the borders uh, uh, with uh, the, the EU and trade and all of these complications. It, could it, is it within the realm of possibility that the UK could split? Well... Uh- so the government's current position is that it, 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 you know, that the last Scottish independence referendum was supposed to be a referendum for a generation mm. to settle the question for a generation. So the government doesn't want to allow um, a, a, a further uh, referendum on Scottish independence. But I suppose it could become, uh, you know, a No Deal Brexit might be one of the things that makes resisting um, a call for a referendum more counterproductive. Um, because obviously, you know, a majority in Scotland voted to stay in the EU, and um, coming out of the EU is going to put very is going to put pressures uh, on on the union. There's going to be, you know, the Internal Market Bill will also raise these kind of questions about um, who has competence uh, between the devolved assemblies and, and Westminster yeah. uh, to, to to sort of for certain regulations governing um, elements of trade and elements of employment law and so forth. Uh, so it is going to kind of it is going to stress test the union. Uh, there's no question about it. Um, the question is, I suppose, uh, how and for how long um, the UK Westminster government can mm. can can hold off those calls for for uh, for a further independence um, referendum. Um, and in Northern Ireland, the question is, it, it's it's very because you know the whole point of the withdrawal agreement was to. Uh, to ensure that there wouldn't be a hard border on the island of Ireland. And that is integral to the peace process in in, in Ireland. Um, And if there's any prospect that 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 might slip, um, then, I mean, then immediately Britain would be into a very damaging position, uh, situation in Ireland, and everybody wants to avoid that. The question is how. <laughs> We're going to have to uh, leave it there. But, Professor, thank you so much for your perspective. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me.